Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Career night for Jason Tatum, 41 points and a 35-point route over the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Mike Petralia and Josue Pavone. Tatum was rolling from the beginning, but so was this entire Celtics team. Tatum, obviously, super efficient night for him as well. A career high in three-pointers. He made six of nine. What looked like it was clicking for Tatum tonight? What I was most impressed with is how Tatum was able to get out on the break, get easy baskets. He talked about that after the game, that when you get the easy baskets and the shots are going in, especially from in close, it makes it easier to take those three-pointers. And Josue, you pointed out that he was really balanced in his three-point attack here uh, on Saturday night. He had three three-pointers uh, in the first half. He had three alone mm -hmm. in the third quarter. He, had, he was six of nine from the floor uh, from beyond the arc. He was very balanced. He wasn't forcing anything. And the other thing that stuck out to me about Jason Tatum, he hit his first three of the second half, and then he saw one of the Pelicans coming up court and snuck in behind him, got an easy steal, and got the layup. And that, to me, showed that he was really showing up on both sides of the court, uh, both sides of the ball tonight. Yeah. And I think that was really what stuck out to me about his game. He went for the kill. You know, you look at the scoreboard, Celtics had a huge lead, but that didn't stop him. He was playing as if the game was tied. And I thought, and that's a great point that Trags brings up, because I thought that he had the Pelicans essentially on their heels, right? You know, they're waiting for him to, to keep coming to the rim, but then they're making the mistake of giving him all that space. And all Tatum needs right. is that step back. Once he puts that step behind that arc, launches that three, and once that really got going, it just couldn't stop. Right. He, and he all couldn't this, miss. All of this in just three quarters. Obviously, it was a huge blowout win, so Tatum didn't even see the court in the fourth quarter. So... Brad Stevens was saying that when his team showed up for shoot around this morning, he had a feeling that they would be locked in, that right. they would mm -hmm. show up. They needed to get back in the win column. And Tatum is a guy who, need, who needs to spearhead that. Obviously, Kemba Walker is the leader of this team. But Tatum said in the postgame interview that the guys I look up to in this league have 40 points a game more often mm -hmm. than not. So he's trying to not make this uh, a career night, a special occasion, but more so his norm. That's what you're supposed to do. That's right. right. And the other thing I would say about this is, and it's really a message for the entire team, it's great to do it one night. And certainly Saturday night, uh, 140 to 105 blowout mm -hmm. over a very tired New Orleans Pelican team yeah. on a back-to-back -back is great. 
but you got to do it consistently. The right. thing about this victory and about Jason Tatum's performance that will be most significant is what do the Celtics do with it going forward? Does this jumpstart them, and does it jumpstart Jason Tatum into a monster second half? And I like what he said after the game, too. It's about being consistent. Like How often he's going to be able to do this? Because we know he has it. We know he's capable. He did what all-stars do, which is three straight performances. He scored under 20 points, wasn't efficient, shot well below 50% came back with that big game, and that's what we saw against the Pelicans tonight. I think when you look at someone like Jason Tatum on the verge of stardom, well, he's already there. He's an all-star this year. He's really elevated his game to that level that the Celtics needed to be. I think this is the time where you see the Celtics have to capitalize on this. I know we're looking down the road right now. We have the, the Bulls Monday night, but the big one is the one that everyone's talking about, Thursday night against the Bucks. Yep. Giannis versus Tatum. I can't wait to see that matchup. I think that's essentially going to be a, a, a way for this Celtics team to thrive. You yeah. know, with those two guys going at it and everyone else, you know, playing their part and doing their role. And that's cancer, one heck of a game off the bench, double double, had a double double, you know, heading into the third quarter or in the third quarter, it was already there. Or excuse me, at halftime, right? He already had a double double. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like everyone is finding that level of focus because of what happened this last three games. I think right. they've really learned from that. And I saw a completely different team in the sense of their body language and of course their approach. This garden report is brought to you in part by Policy Genius. If you're in need of life insurance and you're not sure where to start, start with Policy Genius. It only takes a couple minutes to find the right plan, apply, and cross another thing off your to-do list. If you're trying to find life insurance, it's nice to get it right, so check out policygenius.com. For all the rest of our Celtics coverage, head over to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. Trade talks are always flying in the NBA, but when it comes to the Boston Celtics, the name that's being thrown around the most right now is Gordon Hayward. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Mike Petralia and Joe Swipevone. The big question is, should the Celtics consider trading Gordon Hayward? What do you think that they could get for him, and would it be worth it? That is a very difficult question, Sierra <laughs> Goodwill. Um, if you're talking about Andre Drummond or a Carl Anthony Towns type, it's going to have to be a blockbuster deal, obviously. Would those two players help the Celtics down low? Obviously, yes. That has been the number one deficiency of the 2019-2020 Celtics, right? They mm -hmm. need another big right. who can defend the rim and can also score and rebound. I mean, Enos Cantor was great mm -hmm. on Saturday night with 22 points and 19 rebounds, but it's the consistency. And if you're talking about Gordon Hayward, the thing that he brings to the Celtics is spreading the floor. Mm -hmm. And he does that so very well. And you saw that Saturday night. I'm hesitant to trade Gordon Hayward simply because of what he means on the offensive side of the ball. When this Celtics team gets stagnant, you put in Gordon Hayward and usually he does a good job of spreading the floor. The question is, can Gordon Hayward produce um, at a 20-point-plus level right. when you need him to? It's like what we saw the first couple of weeks of the season, right, Trags? Like, can Hayward do that as well as, right. you know, alongside Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum? And I think it, there's a strong possibility of that. Because we've seen it, it's easy to say that. But I also think he's also just a secondary playmaker. I think he's so important, especially for this second unit. I know he doesn't come off the bench, yep. but he can certainly help those guys. And I think as Brad Stevens starts to – 
iron out his his second unit and, and figure out everyone else's role. I think he's so easy to put in with those guys. And I think he's just really important Excellent for this point. team. Yep. I don't see Gordon Hayward as someone that's going to bring in a, a piece that's going to make this team right. ultimately or instantly a championship contending team. And if that's the case, then I don't think you should trade him. And and you're, we're also assuming that Gordon Hayward's going to opt out after right. this year, right? Right. Are we are safe to make that assumption? Um, I don't know if I'm going to assume because I think it might be in his best interest for money reasons to opt in. Do right. you see another team out there signing him for I mean, close to $30 million? I mean, yeah, but what I just if, don't see that. But what if he gets a two-year, three-year deal worth more than what he would be guaranteed next year? I mean, yeah. you know, right. there are a lot of things to consider. So this is kind of brings up the same question that we've been asking all year. Do the Celtics have one too many wings? This is the time of the season where you're you're in this phase where you want to make a move kind of sooner rather than later if you are to make one because you want that time to kind of build chemistry before the playoffs. Mm. Is it true that the that the Celtics do have one too many wings and if it's not Gordon Hayward, who should they consider trading uh, one of the other ones, or should they kind of just roll with what they've got, as, as we've said all season long? I say the Celtics do not have one too many wings because of what Joe Sway alluded to, the bench. Yeah. And if you can spread out the number of wings, quality wings, among the first unit and the second unit, mm-hmm. I think that becomes incredibly valuable come playoff time. So I, to my answer to that is, no, they don't have too many wings. Do they? Could they use more depth at the center position? Yes. Yeah. If the right trade comes along for Danny Ainge to pull off and and pull the trigger on, then sure, you trade one of the wings. Uh, Maybe it's a a high-profile name wing, and you trade maybe a draft pick, Mm -hmm. uh, something like that, or one of your younger players, and uh, bring in a big man. I can buy that. But just to trade a wing to make a deal and and bring in uh, a big man who is not uh, somebody you would plug in on your first unit, Mm -hmm. I would not do it. Yeah, Yeah. and that's just not how Danny Ainge does things, right, Trags? I mean, we've seen his track record for quite some time now. He's not going to do a trade just to make a trade. He's not going to make a trade just to get rid of a wing, you know, and I think that would be a, a big mistake. This team is, is top-heavy, right, Trags? They're not, they're not the deepest team in the NBA, right. but from one through six or one through seven, there's not a lot of teams in the NBA that can compare to that. And I don't think they, they should rattle that right. just to fill a void down low. And I don't mean to say that so lightly as if it's not important, but I do think the, the buyout market is certainly an option. We don't know exactly who's going to be available come March when Celtics can really grab someone and and, and help Mm -hmm. that second unit. So that's always an option. I think that's an option that Danny Ainge will probably take. But I also just don't think a trade for a big is the ultimate solution for someone like Gordon Hayward, who who can give you, obviously, so valuable to this team and, of course, could be a very, very important piece uh, in the postseason. This Garden Report is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand-new streaming sports news network. No logins or sign-ups required. Just download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. For all the rest of our Celtics coverage, head to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media.